Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Well, I hope everyone came back to our episode 28 after the uh, drunken craziness of episode 27. What drunken madness was that? Mrs. Flamingo was a little drunk. Little tipsy through the recording. I don't know how we made it through it. So we have since checked you into AA and you're behaving a little better. You still have a drink with you, so we'll see how this turns out. I'm drinking as we record, not drinking before we record. There's going to be a big difference. We'll see it start taking a decline as the longer it goes. Although I do have to say, how many flamingos did it take to uh, unscrew the bottle of wine tonight? Because you had it fucked up. I don't know how you fuck up a cork. That's like jacking up a brass ball with a rubber hammer. I broke the bottle opener. But we still managed to get into it for you, so you should be good. You had to uh, pop it open. If I didn't do that, you'd have smashed it against the table till it cracked and then just poured it out like a Viking. I thought about it. I thought about, should I go get my screwdriver? Then I thought about, I've seen where they take a lighter and do it. And then I was like, oh my God, knowing my luck, it'll explode. (laughs) Let's explain that one to the leasing company, how you blew up the kitchen with a wine bottle and a crack lighter. But anyways, I hope everyone came back and they're listening to this episode. I hope you can behave for one whole episode. I'm going to try to. I'm going to be serious. Yeah, I'm going to hold my breath on that one. <laughs> okay, so what do we got coming up next month? We are headed to Florida for Pod Bash. So we've been putting together Halloween costumes, trying to get ready for that. we got two nights worth of Halloween outfits to suit up for. I'm waiting on Amazon to deliver my costumes. They were supposed to be here today, and they haven't shown up yet. I might be just Lady Godiva. I'll need a horse to ride in naked. You're usually on your high horse anyway, so it won't be that big of a stretch. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways. It's coming, whether we're ready or not. We did get our flats booked, so I think we're going to take a few extra days and enjoy Florida instead of like our trip to Miami and be in and out. We're going to schedule a couple days before and one or two after so we can enjoy the Florida sunshine. Well, and so if anyone is looking for something to do around October 21st through the 23rd, come to Secrets and see us. Not sure if we released it. We will be in room 131, which is the Polynesian room. That one looked pretty exciting. We'll be hosting a couple room parties there on the poker run. So you know where to find us, unless I'm asleep. In the swing. In the sex swing. Yeah, we got a sex swing in there, a hot tub in the middle of the room, a shower in the middle of the room. Looked just right for us. Mm-hmm. You'll be having me with some big old leaf that matches our room like the fanning fuck I, you. The fuck I will. I've already caught up on my back rubs <laughs> from the pool party that I owed you, so you're not getting anything else other than that. You can fan yourself. <laughs> That's what modern AC is for. I'm not here to serve you. Um. Yes. I even went out and got a massage table, so you can massage me every weekend. But I did catch up on all my massages I owed you, correct? Am I in the clear now? I think so. Well, it's going to be a hell of a week. It seems like it's already sold out. They may have cancellations. You'll just have to call the hotel and check. But there are also overflow hotels around the corner each direction. So if you're interested, still don't hesitate to come out and see us. Since last month we did a two-part episode, 
we kind of didn't talk about our little things we have going on. So let's take a long time and let's talk about our travels and some different things that we've had going on over the last couple months. Well, as usual, we like to start off our shows talking about where we've been and what we've been doing and kind of catch everybody up on our travels. Lately, we've been doing a lot of traveling, fucking, and clubbing. A lot. Well, just the short side of it, we've been to three different LS clubs over the last seven weeks. We'll talk about those later. Yep. Well, back to the fucking part. That's one thing that you see online on questions pretty regular is, you know, people asking others how often they play. And I think with everybody, it differs. It definitely differs with us. Uh, you know, there's some weeks where it'll be an every weekend deal for seven weeks. We may have a dry spell of a week, two weeks, three months. I would say even close to a year one time. Like, we didn't play for a long time there for a while. I think we attended some parties, but just too much going on in personal life that really kept us from being as involved as we want. Lately, it, we've been going full bore for some reason. And I yep. thought after the pool party, we would take a little bit of a downturn and slow down. But it seems like we've just ramped up even since the pool party. Well, we actually thought after the pool party in August that we would have a down month and it would slow down. Didn't happen at all. It was like within three hours of us saying we didn't have anything scheduled. It was like boom, boom, boom. We were booked. Well, with that said, when we started kind of jotting down what we've been doing over the last two months, it really didn't feel like that much. But when we started putting it on paper, we're like, holy shit, we've been busy. Yeah, we have done a lot. Let's start off by talking about one of the fun dates that we had with our friends from Amarillo that came in and we kind of was on the fly, I guess you could say. We didn't have anything scheduled with them or in general, and they were just like, hey, we're in town. What are we going to call that? Are we going to call that a ride-in when somebody yep. just shows up out the blue? They got lucky. <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah, we can see if we can work you in. But like, So we had everything planned out, and they popped up and said, hey, we're in town on Friday. Do y'all want to do something? Which we typically, on our scheduling, plan something for Saturdays. It's yeah. it's hard to tell what we're going to be doing on Fridays. I typically have a work-from-home day, but... There's some of those days where they go on till 7 o'clock, and it's actually hard to plan stuff. We don't really plan a lot on Fridays, I would say, but we we do a lot on Fridays. That's what's crazy. The weekends are usually full bore for us when they yeah. do get here. We may not have something actively planned, but we find something. I'm really not that tired from all the running. I know it's been a lot looking at it on paper, but I haven't been as exhausted as I have with some of our other months. But let's get back. Let's talk about what we did with our Amarillo couple. We decided not to go to a lifestyle club. Which that's kind of where we're going with this episode is we're going to talk a little bit about clubbing later and pros and cons of it. But we decided to do something different with these guys. They love music. And so we actually are fans of a group that's called La Freak. They're basically a disco band. <laughs> yeah, they're a 70s band. They cover Bee Gees and Journey and everything. So we are. We saw them at a street dance when we first moved here and fell in love with them. And kind of groupies for them now. Anytime they're within a 30-minute drive, we make an effort to go see them. No, I was a little disappointed, though, because at this point, I know their dance moves, and they weren't doing them. And so I was the only one doing them. <laughs> you and her, which it's cool. She got out there dancing with you, and we were kind of at the back part of the pavilion. And some of the people were looking at y'all like, y'all are a bunch of weirdos. Well, let me put it this way. The area that we were in was an older crowd. It looked like an AARP meeting. Yeah, they were they were on up there in the years. They were an older crowd, and we were the youngest by far. So when I was jumping around, and then I had my big fan, and I was popping it, and then my boobs were bouncing, and yeah, people were looking at us. <laughs> but fuck them, you're having fun. 
Oh, yeah. That's what you're there for. Yeah, I went to a ZZ Top concert with a friend one time at a casino, and we were by far the younger ones there, and they were jamming. We're standing up cheering, drinking our beer, and these people were like, y'all need to sit down. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Are y'all at a bingo hall? What is going on here? That's kind of what the crowd was back there where we were sitting that night. Yeah, but we we had fun. Fuck them. <laughs> we're there to have fun. If, if they want to sit there like it's a damn picnic, they're welcome to. We're not going to, though. Maybe when we're their age. Well, fuck it. Hopefully when we're their age, we're still jamming it out. I'll still be crazy. Acting like a fool. You might break a hip at that age. <laughs> but it's good to see them in our city. We don't get to see them up here enough. But they are going with us to Podbash. So if you're at Podbash, you get to come hit us up. You'll get an introduction to them. They are super great people. Yes, we have fun with them every time. Well, the other thing you said is you've heard me talk about them for so long and interacted so much on Facebook that you feel like you literally know them and have only been around them two or three times now. Yeah, that's what I was thinking the other day is that I've been around them like twice. <laughs> well, basically the pool party, yeah. once for dinner out there, and then the pool party, and then this. And there's one of those couples that you feel like you've known them forever. They are so yeah. chill and easy to hang with. We're going to tear it up in Florida with them. So we got another, what we call our wish list couple, checked off the bucket list or fuck it list. We have been trying to set something up for two years with them. And their travel schedule and our travel schedule, plus the different groups of friends we run with, has never quite allowed us to make the connection. We did go out with them one time, and I got a little sick from some supplements that I was on, some fat burners, and I drank some whiskey, which the sugar in the whiskeys reacted with my fat burners and made me sick. And I was hoping they forgot about that, but when we were out with them, they said, hey, you remember the one time we went out and you were on that stuff and started cooking and turning green and throwing up? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I wish you would have forgot that. But it turned into a pretty hot play date. Yep, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything to share? Well, so I've been growing my nails out and I've been doing the stiletto, which is like sharp and pointy nails because I like to scratch and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I have a nose ring and I thought my nose ring was coming out. So I reached up when I was giving him a blow job just to kind of like tuck it back in while I had, you know, I was had my hands there and I had my fingers going and I all at once stabbed my nose <laughs> while I'm giving this blow job. My nose started bleeding and I was like, oh, are you freaking kidding me? And you nicked a vein in there pretty good because it wasn't a nice little, <laughs> it was a pretty good little trickle going. I thought you were banging your nose against his pelvic too hard and busted it. Because <laughs> you said, my nose is bleeding. I'm like, we're sitting there going, how the fuck do you do that? But we want to hear the story on this. I know. And what's bad is that I stopped and I like looked at him and I was like, he was like, you got a nosebleed. And he was worried about my nosebleed. And I was like, I didn't get any blood on you. Don't worry. We're good. It was so embarrassing. One thing I remember from the play date was the fucking carpeting in there. It was like a slick plastic cheap carpet. So I had her on the corner of the bed and was going at her and kept slipping and getting shorter the, more, the harder I was going. <laughs> you guys were like sliding and almost onto the floor at one point. Yeah, I probably should just crawl up in bed. Oh, the other thing I remember is at one point I had her on the couch on all fours and somebody slapped me on the ass, and I kind of saw him out of the corner of my eye, and whoever slapped me, I was like, my God, that was fucking hard. And I'm like, did he just slap my ass? And then you're like, no, that was me. That was a good one. And I was like, okay. That made me a little nervous because it, it walloped my freaking ass cheek. I don't know. I mean, like, it was just perfect. I couldn't do it again if I tried. It was like, whack. And it was loud, and she was like, who the fuck was that? And I said, like, I don't know yet. I'm hoping it was my wife. If it was him, I'm not that homophobic, but that was weird. 
Well, another thing I remember for that is uh, after she and I were kind of taking a breather after going at it, he had you kind of hanging head off the bottom of the bed. I guess you were getting into it because you kind of had your face covered up with your forearms. And me and her took your arms and kind of stretched them out. And she was like, oh, that'd be hot for you to stick your dick in her mouth right now while he's fucking her. I said, look at her face. I was like, she's crossing her eyes and doing all this. I was like, that's how a dumbass gets his dick bit off is by putting it in there right now. Well, you also know, like, I'll clinch up and I'm like, yeah, a, that's, yeah, that's what I'm I said. Like a snake. I'm like, Whoosh. you'd be like the nutcracker. You'd just snip that thing right <laughs> off and I'd gone home without it. Now, something crazy is we went on another date with uh, another person a week later and they sent us the address for the hotel. And they're like, the oh, same are you? hotel. They were like, are you familiar with this hotel? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so what was odd is after we did our booty call the second time with a different person, we came walking out of the hotel and we really felt like the people at the front desk were looking at us funny. Like, oh my God, they remember us. Yep. And they still had the same slick ass carpet, which gave me troubles again. <laughs> well, so we've decided that you need fuck socks. What are fuck socks? Basically, they're like those little hospital socks that have the little grippers on the bottom. Oh my God. <laughs> so I can get me some traction. Yes, yeah, so those are the only socks no. allowed during sex. I was fixing to say, you said I can't wear my black dress socks in bed. He said, that's a no-no, so fuck socks are okay? Fuck socks are okay. I think some fuck socks would be a good giveaway for Podbash. We can put those in the gift bag. <laughs> hey, some fuck socks from the flamingos. <laughs> Fucking flamingo fuck socks. You know, that's weird. I mean, this is just a weird thought. So if a girl wears knee-high or thigh-high socks with shoes, it's sexy and a turn-on. But a guy, you're like, dude, get your socks off. Seriously, like, think about have it. Have I thought about it? I never have. I just thought about it. I never thought about a guy wearing socks in bed. We just had a Miss Flamingo thought here. Squirrel moment. Now, we were talking about how the front desk remembered us, but why did you think they remembered us the second time because of the first time when we walked out? Well, because somebody wet my pants, and for once I was drunk and it wasn't me. Or me. Or you. <laughs> so, while I had her on the corner of the bed, and like I say, I was standing up on the edge of the bed and she was in it and I had her legs up over my shoulders. I literally just slipped off my pants and my underwear. And for some reason, I didn't think to kick them out of the way. So come to find out, she's not only a squirter, but she's a very aggressive squirter that basically just went down my chest, down my legs, into my pants. And <laughs> unbeknownst to me, until I went to pull my pants up later, I didn't realize how drenched my pants were. So I had to walk out of there, do the walk of shame out of there at three in the morning, looking like I pissed my pants. See, and if you would just listen to me when I talk about all this squirting and coming like... You got to be careful with that stuff. You got to put a towel down. If you would have had a towel down, you wouldn't have had wet pants. If I'd kicked my pants out of the way, towel wouldn't have helped because she was one of these that I was actually in her while she was squirting. Have you ever sprayed a water hose against the side of a building at close range? That's basically what it was. It was just like burst. I'm like, oh shit, you didn't tell me that was coming. <laughs> and you also didn't tell me it was going to my pants. I didn't think about that part. <laughs> we hit a house party, which it's been a while since we've got an invite to one and you scored us an invite to one up in Oklahoma. Some of my friends. It was a birthday party. Your friends? Are they not my friends? I don't I don't quite understand why you call them that. Because they're more my friends. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get picky with our friends then. <laughs> Shit. I'm just along for trophy husband, I guess. Yep. Yeah. So anyways, on the invite, it said to bring a gag gift. What did you get them? I bought them a ball gag <laughs> And what's bad is that within like 15 minutes of the party, the birthday girl was going to put it on her husband because he was talking so much. 
I think the edibles was making him a little chatty. He was going 100 miles per hour. Well, then they had the Chive TV going, and he would stop and start telling stories about while we were trying to play a game about something that was on TV. It was. Oh fun. my God, the game was taking forever. Now let's talk about this game and let's elaborate on this house party a little bit. Which we are not prude to house parties. No. We kind of went into it being like we're not in the mood to play tonight. We just we need a chill night. I guess when you get invited to a house party, you need to decide if you're going to play. I don't know. We've we've been to some that are just there to play. We've been some that are pretty optional. I think you have to kind of just figure out what kind of party it is. This was a game night birthday party. That's what we were told. That could go either way. I mean, that could be anything. No, this was a get naked game. So uh, Mr. Flamingo that has a little of anxiety really flared up that night. <laughs> Which my anxiety really wasn't that bad, except we really didn't know the people. And I'm not one to just walk into a new group of people and get naked. We can go to the nudist resort and I'm fine with it. We can go to a pool party where I feel like we're around our crowd, but this was eight or 10 people that I'd never met. So I was uncomfortable as it was. And, you know, most of the time there's kind of a lead into things, but we walked in and had a drink and basically started this game. Now this game was, it was different. Um, It was a a swinger based game, but basically it's like, okay, roll the dice. Um, Whatever you roll, you get naked and put your dick in the girl beside you's mouth. And I'm like, whoa, this is fucking moving fast. Now, one thing about us is we do play, but we are social swingers. We're not ones that are walking in the room and DTF. So for things to be moving that fast, I just told you, I was like, I'm uncomfortable. Um, you know, there was nobody there was a, that wasn't attractive, but fuck, I need to at least know your name before I start putting my dick in your mouth. Well, and I thought, because a lot of times when you go to house parties, there will be like a, a time where you can, everyone pauses, they refill their drinks or they go to the bathroom. We do the birthday cake, something and there wasn't. And so I was like, well, we'll just excuse ourselves politely. But we- there wasn't a real good gap in the action to say, hey, it's time for us to go. I think we finally just like, we got to go. Yes, I stood up and I was like, all right, we're out. Peace, y'all. <laughs> Literally just like that. Now, we probably looked like amateurs and we were kind of worried about that. And we actually kind of apologized to the host later. It was just like, hey, we were, that was a little fast for us. All of you guys had played before and yeah. we were outsiders and didn't even hardly catch anybody's names and things got real intense real fast. So, you know, kind of felt like amateurs or newbies in it, but I'm just like, this is not my scene this time. Maybe if we hang out with you, you know, go to a bar and hang out and get to know you and we'll be DTF next time. But this is, wasn't the time or place for me. Well, and we had just drove up and we were really sober where a lot of them were. So it was, (laughs) we just had to excuse ourselves. but we did come up with a good game. Like that game was actually really neat. That's what you said. If we had a group of people that we were familiar with and everybody was comfortable with each other, hey, it'd been a badass game. But for them, it was a it was fun. They all knew each other, and it was a good vibe for them. But we we weren't there yet with all them because they have all played it before together. And I guess that goes to show you should never be afraid to just take yourself from a situation that you're not feeling comfortable in. You don't have to do anything. You can always just be like, "We're leaving." Here we are, pretend like we're professional swingers doing this podcast, and we're like, "Nope, this is a bit much for us." Um, even as the things we've seen and the things we've done, we're just not feeling it today. You can always say no. So another thing we had happening is I was in town and a meet and greet popped up that we'd been to before up on the north side. We always have a good time every time we go to this meet and greet. Most of the time that would be end of story. But typical flamingo fashion, we can't do anything without it turning weird. 
So <laughs> I say you're laughing. So why don't you elaborate on what got weird about a simple meet and greet? It was packed and I was like three amaretto's in drinking a little heavy because I made my own drink up. And uh, all of a sudden, the unicorn that we had had a bad experience with just popped up out of nowhere. Like, she just, like, appeared in front of me. I didn't. I don't even know where she came from. Well, we've never really covered this story, and we will probably have to do a whole future episode on it, but this unicorn damn near cost us our marriage. So for us to have that happen, and I was talking to another single girlfriend of ours, and looked over, and I didn't recognize her at first because her hair color had changed. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's... And she's like, yeah, I wasn't sure if you saw her. And I'm like, make sure Kimmy doesn't shank her. And you were kind of keeping your cool, but I could tell you are on guard with her. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I told our friend, I'm like, just stand here with me in case we have to separate them. <laughs> I was like, shit could get ugly. But it really wasn't that bad of a situation, was it? No, I was, I was very calm. I was... Chill. I think she was wanting to resolve things with us. We'll cover this story yes. more in a future episode. Because it's we, a crazy one. Both sides were being fed some information from an outside source that was not accurate. Uh, there was some fault of hers, I'm going to say. But some of the things we were being told and then the things she was being told were totally different than what yeah. the truth was. So it, it caused some problems. And you were even like, oh, you know, what are you, th- what are you thinking about hanging out with her again or, you know, resolving that? I'm like, you can resolve it. But I was like, fuck, I almost lost my marriage. And I had no idea what the fuck was going on because <laughs> of all the shit you were being told that, that I was not doing. Yeah. So we'll, we'll cover that one in another one. But boy, it got weird fast. On the topic of weird and that night also, there was this girl that came up and she was very sexually charged. Yes. I'm trying to think of how to say this, but she just kept getting in my space and being like, you're sexual or you're putting off. And I was like, I'm not putting anything off. And our single friend that we were talking about, she was cracking up because she was like, you're just trying to like pay your bill. And this chick was all like rubbing on me and was just like your sexual aura. And then she comes and like whispers in my ear and didn't whisper anything, but was moving her lips. And so our friend was like, what did she say to you? I was like, she didn't say anything. Well, I think I started that dumpster fire in motion because another friend of ours, a couple, she was hanging out with her. I said, your friend's attractive. I need introduction. So she goes to call her over to me while I was outside. And as she's coming over, I, my next question is, is this chick a head case? And she's like, well, she's a little high strung. So I'm chatting with her. And then I was like, okay, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to spin her off. And I said, that blonde over there is my wife. You need to go talk to her. So that's how you ended up with her. So in the meantime, while she's on you, I got to meet her husband, which was a pretty even kill guy. And he's like, I think my wife is fixing to rape your wife. <laughs> not if she can't outrun her, she's not going to. Because <laughs> I think my wife is fixing to split. It was just funny, though, because she just kept rubbing me. Then she would rub her hands like right over my chest area and my boobs and just not touch me, but just, you She's know, feeling your aura. Yes, and just your sexual aura. And I was like... I'm just signing my bill. <laughs> There's nothing sexual about me giving a tip here. I'm not even trying to flirt with the bartender at this point. <laughs> Holy cow. We still got some to go, don't we? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's let's move on. Ooh. We went to up to Oklahoma City to the boom. We seem to have a trend going of gay clubs. Yes, because they're just fun. We'll talk about that. We're going to cover yes. that in this episode. But We went to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Which is a tradition we do every year. One of the girls that was hanging with us at Rocky Horror Picture Show, 
for the last number of years, we've known her about a dozen years now, and it seems like every time we go to a car show or a music event or anything like that, she's always there. Always. And she's also lifestyle. So at the pool party and the Rocky Horror Picture Show, we kind of brought that up to her is we see you everywhere. We should probably just hang out. We all have the same interests, so let's party together sometime. And with that said, she popped up a little bit later and said, hey, I was wanting to come to Dallas and party. Will you all take me out and show me around? So, so we did. did. Here was the deal. She kind of left it open-ended. She said, hey, will you all take me out somewhere? You know, just I want to go to Dallas for the weekend. So her being LS, you know, our first thought was Lifestyle Club, but we've kind of been burnt out on going to Lifestyle Club. So we took a stab in the dark and said, hey, how do you feel about going down to the gay hood for the evening? Let's start out. We took her to the lodge to eat. We got to get that out there because, you know, I've got to talk about the lodge at least once every episode. I forgot this is the second time in one month that we went to the lodge. Now, one thing about every time we go to the lodge, we have a couple that we had hooked up with in the past and we never see them except when we are at the lodge with another date or taking someone there. Yeah. If we if just you and I go to the lodge, we don't see them. Never, never. But if we have a date or with someone, there they are. <laughs> well, our other date that we were doing the hotel date with, for whatever reason, she decided she was going to try to make out with me when we were trying to leave with this other couple. And I'm like, could you not do this any other time? You know, there's 365 days a year. The only time you try to mount up on me is when I'm with another girl. So don't do that. <laughs> so go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting you there. Oh, we go to the lodge and we eat awesome food. And then we go down to Oaklawn to kind of where we were looking for a drag show and we found one and it was at a place called S4. Now, I've never really been to a drag show other than, you know, the Rocky Horror Picture Show one and then the ones that do the burlesque. Yeah. So for me to go to a full on drag show, this was the first time experience. And I'm like, we got to get early and we got to get front row seats and we got to. And you were like, what? I didn't know what was going on. This was totally new to me. Yeah. Other than watching RuPaul's stuff, this is my first experience with it. The hostess, she um, fondled my boobs. I got to fondle her boobs. Now, that was one thing we found unique is some of them were men in drag, but some of them we were really questioning. The, the little cute Hispanic one, I think her boobs were attached. Yep. She might have just been trans. I can't imagine being a drag queen. I don't know. What would be the terminology of that? If she has implants, wouldn't she kind of be bordering on trans? I mean, I guess that would be your sexual ID or gender ID, but. Yeah, she'd be transitioning, so. I'm pretty sure hers were attached. Yeah, no, hers were. Were they? Okay. Yes, hers were. So I, I got to wonder if, you, if you're trans, are you still a drag queen? Yeah. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Actually, on RuPaul's drag show, this last deal, but she was a female that transitioned to male and was Doing a drag. Doing drag as a female. Yes. You know, actually, her name was Got Mick. Like a guy's name Mick. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. Yep, yep. But it was fun. I mean, did you enjoy your experience? Oh, it was it was a hell of a show. They they rocked it. I'm always amazed that some of them pull off looking as feminine as they do. I can't imagine me trying to look like a woman. That'd be a damn ugly woman. Well, what's crazy, I mean, just coming from me, like, it's hard to dance in heels, and they beyond dance in heels. Oh, yeah, the little Latin one, she could rock it. Yeah. She's pulling those Gloria Stefan kind of moves and look killer. Oh, yeah. So we had fun. It was amazing. We'll talk more about the S4 in a little bit. All right. So something that's non-lifestyle and kind of back to the family deal, I finally got to meet what's probably going to be my future son-in-law. Yes, there is a very good possibility he will be. And he seems like a really good kid. Um, If that's who she chooses to marry, I think I'm going to like him. 
me just kind of being old fashioned. When I met him, he shook hands like a man and could carry on a conversation and seems, you know, be a country kid with a pretty good upbringing. So I think he'll treat our daughter well. Yep. Now, the other cool thing about him is he can give shit and take it as well. Because like I said, we're pretty... We are very realistic and open, honest goof-offs. Yeah, we don't take shit serious. So if, if we pick on you, it means we like you. If we just talk to you and don't pick on you, then we probably don't like you. But again, he could take it and would uh, pick back at us. So that was a good sign that he can function in our twisted family. Well, you came out with a shirt on when we were all getting ready. No, that was later. Because let's back up and think about what brought me to the point that I wore that shirt. Because our daughter said that she's on TikTok and found something about pineapples and was asking what pineapples meant to us. Yeah, she goes, do you remember your friends that were always obsessed with pineapples and kept giving you pineapple stuff? And we said, well, what does that mean? And she said, according to TikTok, that means they're swingers. I'm like, what? Apparently Which, there's a swinger TikTok. I'm still not sure what TikTok is. So <laughs> I'm, I'm old. You forget that part. <laughs> but back to my shirt. Like I said, we, we established, and we've had that talk with her before, that we run around with swingers and that we promote things at parties and clubs that are adult-oriented. They've been raised pretty lax, that it didn't really phase them, and the boy was, uh, he, he said the spare bedroom we had looked like a porn room. And I said, well, what's a porn room? He said, that's one of those studios where they film the porn at. <laughs> I thought he was just saying it was where I watched my porn at. But uh, he said, no, it looks like one of those studios that they film them at. So, again, he's he's pretty cool, for lack of better terms. And you know, now I don't think anything we say is really going to phase him. With that said, I've got a shirt that says sex party host. And while we were all getting ready to go out to dinner that night, I put that on. I said, does this match what Kim has on? And they looked at my shirt and said, that's funny. You should wear it. Which five years ago, my daughter had been like, Dad, I'll kill myself before I let you go out in the house with that. She thought it was really funny. Well, you decided to change your shirt. I'll be respectful. Yes. But I still think that it was glowing through because when we went to dinner, our waitress was heavily hitting on you. I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. She pretty much gave you her phone number. You gave her your business card thinking it was oh, your shut the credit hell. card. <laughs> Did she give it back? So if I get any weird phone calls or emails in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's a customer, babe. Look, it's on my work phone. You're fucking with me there. No. I don't remember that. <laughs> now, I do remember freaking out the kids, though, because for whatever reason, she got off on my shaving or something. Yes. And she was like, do you shave everything? I was like, well, I've got a little patch. And I said, I'll take the restroom and show you if you'd like. And the kids were like, um, that might have been a bit far. <laughs> She's like, I know. And she was talking about your veins and like your muscles. And you're like, excuse me, bitch. I'm right here. I was like, can I just get another drink? <laughs> Put on his tab. Another round of cheese and bologna. <laughs> Okay, let's wind down the adventures we've had, and let's finish with the big one. Let's talk about your birthday celebration, since you've brought it up for three episodes now. Yes, for my birthday, as a gift, I have decided that I want to start a tradition. Instead of going on vacations yearly or worrying about holidays, my birthday, we're going to do a resort something for my birthday. And that's it for the year. So you got me an Airbnb that had a pool and a hot tub, a walking trail in the back. Now we started off these trips saying that we're going to be taking the kids. As we mentioned before, you threw out the daughter-in-law, so the son followed her and is no longer with living with us. And the daughter and her fiancé were kind of busy and could only make it one night. 
So we had this thing for two nights there. And we and, were in the city, Oklahoma yep. City. So we hosted a little lifestyle swinger birthday party for Miss Thing here. Well, it was very last minute, but we ended up having, what, maybe a dozen lifestyle yeah. friends show up. Yep. And we're kind of toting it as a little pool party, but nobody but us got in the hot tub or the pool. No, only I think uh, two other people did. So another set of friends of ours, when we told them what was going on, they popped up and said, we love cooking. Can we cook for you? Yep. And they made an amazing, you know, little spread for us and the it guests. Was so good. So we had what sriracha lime chicken that was done on the grill. They had a cucumber and something salad. Onions. And onions, and a a potato. It was like a potato salad, but it was like a spicy. They showed up a little bit late and knocked it out real quick, but it was unbelievably. Everybody raved about how good the food was. Yeah, it was good, and you know me, I'm all about the food, so I loved it. In the instructions for the house, it said no parties and any noise has to be cut out by 11. So we kind of had to keep that in mind with who invited. Couldn't let it get too wild. So ended up being about 20 people, and I'd say a dozen of them showed up. Now, when we were putting this guest list together, it's one of those things that's like, okay, who do you pick to show up? You know, we can't just do an open invite to everybody. Who do you pick that shows up that will come to it and will get along with everybody else? You know, sometimes you can get the wrong mix of people that don't exactly like each other. Some of them may have problems with each other. So we really had to be selective. Yep. The other thing we kind of had in mind is like, okay, if this was to happen to turn into an orgy, who do we want there? So that was kind of how we were putting it together. It didn't turn into an orgy, but we had that in the back of our mind. Okay, if we would play with all these people if it came down to it. Yeah, and the bad thing was is it was midweek, so everyone was coming from work, and then they had work the next day, so they cut out early, and people were tired, but we had a good time. It was a real good night. Yes. With a happy ending. So I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. We have been seeing a unicorn for the last two months. Yep. And she lives close enough to Oklahoma City that when we are there, she can drive up to see us. So as this party is going on, she's texting us saying, hey, I'm driving that way. I would like to see y'all tonight if I could since you're in town. So as the party's getting later and later, we're kind of like, all right, everybody, good night. It's time to go. Get out. Good night. It's time to go, everybody. So we finally cleared the house of everybody and our unicorn showed up. And we had an amazing <laughs> birthday present for Miss Kimmy. Which, what was it? I got a massage. You got a two-person, a boy-girl massage. And a happy ending. <laughs> Got a couple happy endings out of it. Actually, a happy there beginning. Was, there was a lot of happiness in that one. I had a happy beginning. <laughs> Which, and you turned the tables on her and said, hey, you deserve a massage as well. And she's like, I'm not going to argue with you. Yep. Sometimes I like to give. You've been a giver lately. That's a couple <laughs> things we're going to talk about here. Yep. Now, we were trying to keep the focus on you, but I think the thing that we're learning with these threesomes with her is it just rotates pretty freely as to who's getting the pleasure at the moment. Yeah, I, I think we were a good fit, the way that we all mesh and the way we all tangle up. Well, it was a pretty sexy night. And as our relationship is growing with this unicorn, it's just it gets more and more interesting. Because I wouldn't have thought this was really a dynamic that we would have really ran with. No. It hasn't, it hasn't been our forte until the last two months that we have gone that route. Well, and that's the thing is we... We still identify that we look for, that we play with couples. We look for couples. She's kind of our unicorn, like literally our unicorn. She is the one and only that we're playing with at the moment and have desire to play with at the moment, I guess you could say, unicorn-wise. Which things got really sexy at the room when we started going. And again, it, it's so natural at times. 
it just rolls right into it. One thing that kind of came to my mind is when we always talk about rules and digging into rules, and sometimes it can be fun, sometimes it can be intimidating. I'd literally asked you recently, what does no anal mean? Because that's been one of our rules. And we never really clarified on that. You know, I was just like, okay, I'm going to take it if we're not clarifying that no anal means no dick in the ass. Yeah. Or any type of way. So while we were playing and you were giving her back rub, you were uh, rubbing her ass some pussy and finally just spread her cheeks and went, there you go. And I said, okay, I know where this is going. Again, that's one thing when when we talk about rules, you got to dig down and find out exactly what it means. Because if we hadn't dug in that rule and me licking an ass to you counting as anal, then you know that would have been a problem. Yeah. Do you have any notable memories from that night? There was a lot of stuff going on in a lot of different positions. Well, for me, I identify, I guess, as straight as if you have to put a label on me. And at one point, I was on top of her and I had her spread. And she was down on me and you were in me. Like you guys were all doing something back there. Let me put it that way. You and her were basically in 69 position. I was fucking you from behind. Yes. Easy way to say it. <laughs> we get all flustered. I know. And so I had my hands on her spread, had her spread out. And at one point I just stopped and I said, you're trying to turn me, aren't you? Because that's what a lot of the bi girls are always like, I can turn you. And I'm like, no, you can't. And that's a, at that moment, I was just like, you're fixing to turn me. I'm here. I'm fixing to go. I'm going down. I didn't though. It may happen though. I, I know I was going down on her one night and you, were kind of, you and her were kind of in a 69 position and you went to kiss me. It was all over my face. And I was thinking, oh, I just come up from her pussy. And I was going to say something to you, but I'm like, okay, you, you're grabbing me by the face. You know where I've been. And then you started licking my face and deep tongue kissing me. I'm like, okay, you know where I've been here. Wow, that don't bother me, though. That's that's not it. I I just don't have the desire to go down on a female. Like, for me to actually physically do it with my mouth. I've done it before, and I just I just don't have that, like, want to do it. But even in what we've done, I would almost say she would not call you a pillow princess by any means. No. With the exception of you not eating her pussy, it's very full-on every which direction. Well, and I've said that in the past, that even when we play with the couples, a lot of times the other females don't realize I'm not by. Anyways, that was one memory I had was where I was like, oh, God, I might be going down. <laughs> I was having a sensation that was making me like wanting to do more. Sensation overload. Yeah. Well, I have to say that was probably one of the hottest, if not the hottest swinger adventure we've had. Because we still talking about that one. And even she popped up and messaged us and was like, fuck, I don't know what it was about that night. But she said everything we did was fucking on fire. I told her it was the massage. It was probably <laughs> new for her and something, you know, we haven't done, you know, a two person massage. Joint. Well, we have. A boy-girl massage. <laughs> but actually, I think you've done a boy-girl, 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 <laughs> random people massage. We're not going to get that story. Fuck, people are bringing toys and vibrators out of their rooms. <laughs> That's a totally different scenario. I got off on this one really quick. Let me put it that way. Well, you and her both got off quite a few times during all of that. Yeah. It was amazing the orgasms happening. Yep. It was just hot all around. And now I'll, I'll say... Prior to us being regular with her, I would have thought that two girls was a novelty. That's why I really haven't really pushed about having a hookup because I was like, okay, you know, I'm sure one time it's cool. But just the heat between the three of us, every time we've played, it's chill, but it's fucking intense. What I like about it is that it's all three of us 
all wound together, I guess is the way you could say it. It's not like it's you and her or me and her. The only time we're taking breaks is when one of us steps away to get a drink of water. The rest of the time, we're all three involved with each other. Well, most recently, you and her were going at it. She was going down on you. And you're kind of like, there, you need to get in it. I was like, I'm going to sit here and watch for a minute. I was like, why are you sitting back? I'm the only one that's allowed just, to sit on her row. I'm just spectating. What's What's funny, though, is after uh, I think I'd gone down on her and you and we we're all doing our bit, at one point I'm like, all right, which one of you girls is getting fucked first? And she jumps up and is like, me. I nominate myself as tribute. I'm like, oh, my God. And then you're like, fucking get her then. Well, it's because we fight over it. You've never noticed that? Fight over me? Yeah. Shit. Who goes first? No. Yeah, because like it's like we rotate out. Like it'll be like me or it'll be her. You'll have to tell me whose turn it is next time. It's it's hers next time. Yeah, because it's last you, time. You get it first. Yep. There's plenty to go around. I'm not gonna I lie. can't believe you've never noticed that. We'll be sitting there and I it's not played. like like we'll just be like me, 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 me. Well, like I've said, it's so weird though, just the dynamics of it. You know, you've said, Oh, we did that. I'm like, fuck, I don't remember it. Uh, y'all y'all have literally fucked me stupid on which that's not a far way to fuck, but Y'all have literally fucked me stupid on a couple occasions where I come up and I'm just like, I am literally dizzy from being fucked so hard. Yep. Someone sitting on your face and then someone sitting on you and we're both going a hundred miles per hour. Yeah. And then her and I are making out also while we're doing that. Although this time we bumped heads. <laughs> you headbutt each other? <laughs> yeah. We got off on our road, like our, oh, our we're what, what is that? The Eiffel Tower? Is yeah. that it? She was on my face and you're on my dick and smacked each other. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, is that what y'all were laughing at? Yes. Okay. I, because I think you like you like did a a pump in there and it threw me off. Forward. And so it threw me forward where I headbutted her. I couldn't figure out what y'all were laughing at. And I know it now. That's awesome. <laughs> the only thing that I find weird is that I have a hood piercing. And when I'm sitting on her and you're in her where she's on her back. I'm on her face, and my hood piercing gets caught in her hair sometimes. So I'm always like, hold on. <laughs> we can't go fast when I'm getting off of you. <laughs> well, we laughed that every time we played, there's been a piercing stuck in something, a body cramp, somebody falling off the bed. I'm trying to think what other, you scratching Nick on my head that I shaved, and I was bleeding all over. We've just yep. we've not had a normal one without something crazy happening. Except for my birthday night. Which was literally perfect. Yep. All right, let's dial it down, quit talking about our our playtime, and let's actually, since we have evolved, I guess, with our play style at the moment, you know, let's let's dive into that a little bit, because that's one thing that I always say, you can't stay stagnant. You can't do the same thing. You've got to try different things, and so we are, you know, and we've had a lot of conversations since then about what do we think some different topics I guess this has come up since we've started playing with our unicorn well I think the one thing that's kind of brought up in conversation is the topic of polyamory we've seen a lot of shit shows on poly couples unless they're really solid it just seems to be a temporary boyfriend girlfriend thing and a lot of them fade out which relationships in my opinion you either get married or fades out well and for me i think that people miss identify the poly as far as what we consider yeah. poly yes just i think having a girlfriend unless they are committed is not necessarily a poly yeah bit. again this is our our ideas on it somebody that's truly in it i'm sure has a hundred different takes than what we do now let me ask you that would we be poly at this point i don't think so 
I think that we would maybe be exclusive with someone, but not poly. For me, I'm not into being poly. I don't want, I'm not looking for someone to come and live with us or to do financial sharing with us or that, that route. I would say we maybe would be exclusive with someone or a couple. That's interesting. In our history, have we ever really talked about the idea of being exclusive with anybody? No. Because we've always just kind of want to be open, free range as to what we do. But I I could see our attitudes changing on it. We're not looking for any other unicorns. I can't say if one popped up next week that we were really interested in that we wouldn't play with her. But we are by no means hunting. We've got it good with what we've got. Well, and with that said, we still play with other couples. We're not where... She can't play with anyone or no. we can't play with anyone. We're like. That's one thing in one of our chats that she said she likes about us is the fact that we're like, hey, go be a free range unicorn. If we can get your time, it's awesome. If not, eventually the newness or whatever will fade out. I brought up to her. We are yours anytime you want. We yep. have an amazing fucking time with you. You fit so good on so many levels with us. If you want us, let us know. And she kind of came back and said the same thing. You know, let me know when you're in town, when you're coming up to Oklahoma and I'll drive up to see you or, you know, when I can come down here. I will let you know. Well, and what I told her, I said, right now you're my favorite toy. You're my favorite vibrator at the moment. You know, like you get that new one that you just use for a while because it's your favorite one. I said, so that's you right at the moment. Now, see, when we talk about shifting and evolution, still identifying as a straight girl, you set up a lot of these dates with her. Yeah. You know, you'll be like, hey, when can we get our fix on you again? Which, you know, for me is interesting because you identify as heteronormative, I guess is the word for it. Still don't claim bisexuality. So for you to be like, hey, you're fucking fun to play with. Let's set it up is really interesting. I've said it in the past. I have a problem with labeling things. Oh, totally. For me, when I think bi, I think of someone that wants to go down and give oral sex on someone. I will receive it, but I do not want to go down and do it. I'd have no desire to do it. That doesn't mean I won't touch them with my hands or my be all up in the business. And I'm okay with like you said earlier, you are all face deep in her. And then I'm kissing you. It's not that. I just am not going to go down there with my mouth or my tongue. But you literally do everything else, which and yes. you, know, you even your evolution over the times we've played with her started off her doing this and that to you. But two or three times in, you're grabbing a toy and going to town on her. You're like, hey, I can please your pussy with yeah. fingers, toys, which not with your big ass nails, but literally with uh, everything else. And that's the thing is that it's hard to put a label on it because for me, I, I don't ad- identify as a bisexual because that to me is not bisexual for me. So that's the reason I'm just like, I hate the labels. You are whatever you want to be whenever we're in the middle of anything and you don't have to justify yourself to anybody really other than yourself. And uh, you don't even have to justify to us. Um, she's cool with whatever you want to do to her. Yeah. And, you know, you've gone up and kissed her and kissed whatever on her and made out. And she has no problem. She's always been respectful of your boundaries and was kind of timid at first. Well, and that's the thing is that she heard the label, I'm straight. So she was like, oh, I can't kiss her. I, I mean, we played twice without me even kissing her. And then I was like, you know, the other night. Because we have so much else going on. You're like, fuck, I haven't physically made out with her yet. Yeah. The other night, I was like, at one point, I was like, I haven't even kissed her yet. Stop. I got to kiss her. Like I made everyone stop so I could kiss her. I know labels are good so people understand stuff, but I just think communication goes further for me than putting a label on it because it's what your definition of a label is, is kind of gets crazy. I thought it'd be interesting to cover that since we are kind of changing our styles a little bit. You're going through a personal evolution. I think as a couple, we are as well and really trying new things that are fitting good for us. Again, we're not aiming for a girlfriend or a girlfriend and her up or 
aiming to be Polly, but right now she's a big part of our dynamic on who we are and what we're doing. So we'll keep riding this till the wheels fall off, I guess. Till she gets tired of us. Till she gets tired of us. Okay, you ready to get into a little bit of a topic? Yep, finally. No, I'm kidding. I think everyone after that whole sex talk, they probably have turned off and they're like, this is too hot. We got to go. We never talk about our sex life. Not very often. and we're Not still, in details. We're still pretty private about it. Yeah. Let's talk clubs. That's kind of where we're going with this. So let me ask you this. Why do we go to clubs? Well, to meet people, to get out of the house, to have a drink, to feel sexy, to dress up, to dance. I know some people, that's their go-to and be-all. And there's some that just do it like us to hunt or fish. And there's some that just do it for entertainment. And there's some that don't do it at all. This can kind of cover a bunch of different ideas when talking about these. Now, for starters, when you and I first met, we were both singles in the vanilla club scene. Yes. So it was kind of a natural fit for us once we got together. We still enjoyed going out to clubs that we start doing the LS stuff. I know some people are pretty much just pro house party or Tinder hookups or however they do it, but... Clubs are, have been our kind of original style of fishing. And the thing that we loved about the lifestyle clubs was I could go dance and people were respectful to me. They weren't like trying to maul me or take me and be, and I'd be like, oh, I'm married. And you know, in a vanilla club, they're like, I don't give a fuck. He's not out here with you. But in a lifestyle club, everyone's respectful. Like some guy can come up and dance with me. Oh, there's my husband. He'll wave at you. You'll wave back and we're good. And so there's a big difference. That's the reason that we really like the lifestyle clubs until lately. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. Moving forward, that's kind of our topic. Have the clubs changed or have we? Well, we are getting older. Maybe it is us. No, because there's older people in the club. I think I think we need to look <laughs> at other things here. I don't think that's... I'm not going to admit to it, so you can, Miss 41. That's right. 41. Whoop, whoop. Let's actually talk about some of the clubs that we go to a lot because we haven't been traveling distance lately the last couple months. We've actually kind of stayed more local, so let's kind of hit some of those up. That sounds good. The first one I really wanted to talk about, and we've been asked to go in and review this by a couple different people, some through our Twitter and actually by the owner, has asked us to check it out. First one we want to talk about is Eden OKC. Okay, let's talk about our history with there because there. Everyone knows that we are originally from Oklahoma. So before we get into this, as everyone recalls, we are actually from Oklahoma. So we have been to Eden before, but up until the last couple years, it was more of a social party private club where it has changed in its ownership and now it is more of a public club, I guess would be the best way to explain it. It's being run like a business instead yes. of a party house. Yes. When we were asked to review this, we wanted to do it very honest, very pure, I guess you could say. I don't know. We decided to come in as newbies. Since we haven't been there in a couple years and we know the management's changed and the crowd has changed. Another thing is everybody online that when somebody pops up in the area says, I'm in Oklahoma City, what club to go to? Everybody says, go to Club Eden. It's the most friendly club. Everybody will welcome you in. So we kind of decided to just pose as newbies since we really didn't think we'd run into anybody we knew and see how they treated us. Which was hard because we were like checking our Facebook like, is our friends going to be there? You know, stuff like that. But we were able to pull it off. So we went in and uh, I, I'm just going to let you let you go from there. So at face value, we were really impressed with what was done with the club. We've been to the multiple locations this club has moved to. We've been to the new location three or four years ago at a pool party when they were first renovating the inside of the hotel area. And honestly, when we first went that time, we were really underwhelmed. 
Things were small, no quality to anything. Yeah, uh, back in the day. Yes, there was smoking in there, which we, it was so heavy it burned our eyes at the time. We, we made a pass through at the pool party and went back out to the pool. I don't think we ever attended any other parties in that building just because we weren't really impressed with the uh, layout of it. Now, since the new ownership has taken over, they were posting pictures on Facebook of them gutting it, going back through it. And I'll say they have done an amazing job on the renovation of this club. It was very clean. Very, very clean. Oh, every, everything was spotless, which was, in, in my opinion, is a have to when it comes to a lifestyle club. Because there's a lot of stuff that goes on, bodily fluids, so on. So when I go into something like that, I want to feel comfortable that whatever I'm sitting on is super clean and sanitary. Now they had all new couches in there, which the couches looked in very good condition. I told you the one thing that impressed me is it had a painted floor in there, which I'm sure we've all seen painted floors in garages or whatever, and they're chipped and scratched. But this one, you you literally could have ate off of it. The walls were painted nice. They had some nice art. They had signage as to what was going on as far as the schedule. Now, one thing that you pointed out that you really liked is there were a bunch of signs talking about consent. And we brought that up in the last episode. And one of the signs that popped up on the flashing marquee was just because you see somebody else doing it does not mean you have the same consent without verbal yeah. notification. Yeah. Sometimes you got to remind people of that. And I think having the signage out, hey, it's not that big of a burden. It's just a quick reminder. No means no. Maybe means no. Yes means yes. Yeah. So you and I toured the playroom area, did a couple walkthroughs on it. And they look very well done. They're partitioned off in basically cubicles with curtains and some without, depending if you want to be watched or not. There's a pretty nice porn room that has circular couches as well as a bed in the middle, I guess if you want to put on a show. Now, one thing that you and I both really were impressed by was the BDSM area. Now, the owners of this club also own Infliction Hall, which is a BDSM slash kink club. And uh, the guy that does the a lot of the renovations as well as makes the implements is a friend of ours. Now, I have to say, most of the time when you go in these clubs, the BDSM room is kind of an afterthought. But this one is very quality, nice stuff, look like a very fun place to do your scenes or play in. Yep, I agree. The construction on it is very, very well thought out. So I'm going to say it's not the most high-end club, but everything that is in there is professional. It's not a million-dollar facility. But it's, it's a nice, clean, safe place to play. Now, I'm going to turn this over to you right quick. One thing that you're always picky on is the music and the music selection. So what was your thoughts on the tunes? I actually really liked the music. The DJ was watching the crowd, and the music was pointed, like the speakers were pointed to the actual dance floor. So where we were sitting on the couches, it wasn't loud. We could talk, we could hear, and then if you're on the dance floor, you had the music. And the music had a beat, everyone could dance, like it wasn't his playlist. You know what I mean? Like it, I was really impressed with the music. It was very danceable. The lighting was amazing. It wasn't dark and grungy. It was actually... Through the whole club. Yes. Which I know you want to set a certain mood, but personally, I kind of want to see who I'm talking to. And making sure I don't have beer goggles on and that might be somebody we want, we want to play with. It was light in there, but not like regular light like was it a blue light maybe it could have been yeah like it was kind of a a lower light but you could still see everyone they did have a i don't know if you'd say like a concession stand but like a drink area now they gave us the option when we came in they said you can get all you can drink drinks from the bar which is basically mix i'm not even gonna say mixers because we'll talk about 
not have an alcohol here in a minute, but I haven't been drinking much lately. So I got a couple ginger ales throughout the night. Basically, you walk up to the bar and with your bracelet, you're entitled to whatever. And it's not like a fountain machine. Yeah. Which fountain machines are okay, but this was a little bit more professional than just a little concession area. They had a large variety of different sodas and juices and stuff like that. We saw someone taking the trash out. So it was actually, they were on top of the trash. That's always a big thing. That amazes me at some top-end clubs is they have no restroom attendants. Yeah. And you'll go in there later and night, which hopefully everybody's washing their damn hands after they go to the restroom. But I've seen trash in some of the nicer, per se, clubs that were literally overflowing into the floor and beer bottles stacked in there. So when I went in the restroom and it was spotless, I'm like, hey, this is nice. And we saw people taking the trash out at various times. We're like, okay, that's thinking ahead and running a bar properly. Yeah. I don't know if this is a pro or con, but one thing about this club is at the moment there is zero alcohol. You cannot bring it in, I'm going to say in a bottle or whatever. With the label on it. Exactly. But, you know, everybody was kind of sneaking out their cars and either taking a shot there or putting it in their tumblers and coming back in. It's not the club. It's the actual Oklahoma's law. Yeah, the ABLE Commission or Alcohol and Tobacco has been riding the clubs there. So they're still trying to find a work through. Actually, on their work through, they are currently looking on the downstairs area, putting in a separate bar that once you pay your membership, you can go down to the bar and drink and then go back up to the club. We had mixed feelings on that. It's a little bit of a hassle to, to not, go up and downstairs. But and have it to do also it. adds to movement, which adds to mingling. Yeah. So we thought that could be a plus. Well, and another thing, they have like a little seating area where you can go out and you can smoke. And there was people sitting out there just chilling, just chatting. And so the flow of it will be nice when they get that bar down there. And they'll have probably, you know, like a nice little setup, I'm sure, just the way they've done the rest of the club. So there's a lot of opportunities to mingle where people aren't just stagnant at one table or in one spot in one group. So to us, as far as quality of club, it had a lot going for it. Again, the layout was nice. The decorations were nice. Playrooms were clean and well-kept. Restrooms were clean and well-kept. The music was spot on. You know, we even noticed that from early in the night, which is rare, people were already out there dancing. So to us, a DJ that's on top of things carries a lot of weight. Yes. Big improvement from the last few times we had been in there. And it was, I would give it a good review, but there is always the cons. Yeah, let's go through a couple low points, which we have to identify those as well. We're going to be truthful about whatever we look at. Now, with that said, we are not necessarily... Being snobby by any means, but when we talk about what we want out of a club and a crowd, you know, you have to look at the whole picture. We've looked at the club itself. That part's nice. The part that we kind of thought was questionable was we don't think there was any sort of visible dress code. There was someone that came in with a button-up shirt that was cut off sleeves. Yeah, he looked like Larry the Cable Guy. Or was dressed like Larry the Cable Guy. So I know it's central Oklahoma and it's a, you could be considered a little bit rural, but that's, that's well, not a look that we would endorse. Part of that being said is that there was also later in the night, some couples that came in, you could tell it was their first time. They were dressed to the nines, little black dress, heels. He had on nice slacks, button up. And so when you have someone that's in their everyday clothes to that, it makes the people dressed up feel funny. Like, feel like I'm the outcast because I'm the only one in this dress. Yeah, we're not judging anybody on their no, looks no. or income or what they can afford. But the handful, I'm going to say the 10 people that came dressed up like they were going to a nightclub looked out of place. Yeah. We went in pretty simple. I had on tennis shoes for once instead of dress shoes, a nice pair of jeans, and a 
pretty simple button-down shirt. You've had on probably something a little sexy outfit. I'm drawing a blank what you had on that night. I had on uh, skinny jeans and a bodysuit and so, some boots. We were dressed okay, not super high-end. No, but like I said, we kind of went in as newbies of... But we also kind of knew. So that was kind of the bad thing is we kind of knew what we were going to. Yeah. Now with the dress code, I have worked in posh downtown Oklahoma City high-end clubs. I've worked in downtown ones that were college frat bars. I've worked at a country bar that was pretty lax. And I've worked on some south side country bars that were totally lax. And the stuff that we saw there as far as outfits, I was pointing out one guy that it, it was a school night. It was a back to school theme. Yes. Some of them were close, you know, some are whatever, but this guy literally had on gym shorts pulled down halfway over his ass. A, a lot of them were dressed more like they were going to a corner bar than a night out. Yeah. Now, again, we're not snobs, but, and we'll talk to you, but if you're there to impress my wife or me, bring, bring a little bit, it don't even have to be an A game, but a B plus game would at least help. To me that it shows a difference. When we're going to a lifestyle club, we're going there to possibly meet someone or to leave with intentions of hooking up with them later. I want someone that's dressed up. I want someone that's going to present their self, you know, like... They give a shit what they look like. Yes. It's, they're trying to... Almost like they're trying to impress me a little bit. You know, if they're going to get me in bed, they need to impress me a little bit and turn me on a little bit. You know, just how you feel like with a female. And, you know, and so... She's wearing a fucking moo-moo. I wouldn't give her time of day. You did. You, yeah. <laughs> See how hot you are. All right, go on. But, you know, like, if you just go in there and you're wearing your gym shorts, no shirt, because a lot of them didn't have shirts on, which that's understandable. That's not a big deal to me. But gym shorts, you're not there to pick up someone. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel. Like, I feel like you, you're you not putting your best foot forward. Totally. So it was just kind of like, it was unclear on how you should dress there. I, there needs to be a little bit of rules. Uh, one thing I, I will say kind of on the con is when we pulled up, we didn't know where the club was. There's no sign. And the direction we thought we'd been before, well, actually the direction we had been in the prior entrance was no longer an entrance. With this club, their their symbol is an E. So they could literally just put an E with an arrow. No one would know what it was. So we were walking around. It's kind of in a, it, it's off of a main interstate. So An older one. So therefore, the the locals are a little sketchier that come to this hotel to stay. So there we are trying to walk around. There's um. Well, let's just be honest. When we pulled up and we were going the wrong way, somebody pulled up in a suburban and dropped off two hookers in the parking lot. Yes. Now that we didn't pick them up, so we're not hundred percent sure they were hookers, but they were dressed more scantily clad than anybody in the club, and we're walking the parking lot. So literally walking the parking lot in the hotel rooms. That was a little sketch. Well, and then we had a couple guys like following us. So that kind of made us uncomfortable a little bit. A little security or someone out directing the club goers would go a long way in that. Well, let's talk about another thing that I found totally unprofessional. Well, one thing when we checked in, a couple things here. When we checked in, we were not offered any sort of a tour. So it's basically like, all right, welcome to the club. We came in like, hey, we're newbies. And she's like, okay, welcome. If we were newbies at any other club, it should have been a little bit of an orientation. Or, hey, here's the rules. Let me give you a quick lowdown what you can and can't do. I'm going to cut in real quick. With this bar, it becomes active more around 11, midnight, and later. And so we have out-of-state IDs, and we're coming in as newbies. We're there at pretty much doors open like 8 or 9 or something. We were there early. 
And so to us, we were like, oh, this club's dead, where the front person could have just easily said, hey, I noticed you guys are from Texas. This doesn't really become real active until 11 o'clock is when a lot of the locals come out. Just so we're, we're waiting and we're gearing up for that and getting comfortable. Instead, we're sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, this is really dead. Like, this is so boring. We waited three hours to see much of a crowd. Yes. And then at that point, we're ready to go when everyone else is getting there and getting settled in. We were by ourselves there for a long time. The other thing is, you know, everybody says come to Eden. It's the most friendly thing there is. When I've hit them up what they dislike about the other clubs, they say, well, I've never been. So I'm like, okay, you are comparing one club. It's not even comparison. The other one could be the most incredible club. You're just going off by the one you like. Now, hoping everybody was as friendly as they are saying and trying to get find that out, we didn't. We actually went in and did what a newbie did. We, we kind of took a seat, I'm going to say, away from what we would say was probably the locals, which was the ones there before us, and we got no action. Now, we were pretending to be friendly. or We were smiling. We, we, yeah, and, and saying, to... saying hello to people that walked by. And, you know, we were dressed nice. We felt, you know, not super above the crowd, but, you know, within, within we the means. We standoffish. No. And we got no smiles or, hey, how you doing? Are you new? Have never seen you. My name is. We got nothing. We literally had people just say, hey, and pass by us the whole night. And even on top of that, we sat in a corner where we can see everyone because that's what newbies do. A group came in and said, oh, our regular couch is right here and flopped down next to us. So we're thinking, all right, they're going to talk to us. They never once talked to us. They were actually kind of put off that we were in their area to the point where they were trying to scoot us out. Scoot into us, yeah. They were even sitting on the end table in the corner, literally right on top of us. Trying to get us to move. No, if they'd spoke to us and said, can we squeeze in with you? Or we would have been fine with it. But I'm like, I'm not going to move just because you feel this is your territory. There was no reserved seating signs. I just guess that was the area they claim. So we're just like, we're going to see what you do. They did their best to try to make us very uncomfortable where we would walk away. You're not going to force us out. We played this game before. You just don't realize it. Well, and that's what we were just like, we're just going to see how this goes. Maybe eventually they'll talk to us, but they didn't. And they would just kind of stare at us like, you could tell they... They were trying to piss on their area and wanted us to go. <laughs> yeah, wasn't going to work. You can jump up and down all you want. If they'd spoke to us and said, can we squeeze you down and squeeze in a few more people? We'd have been fine with that because they'd at least been speaking to us. But I'm like, if you're not even going to speak to us to say hello, I'm not going to give up my seat to you. Yeah. Now, there was a couple kind of catty corner to us that, you know, the bondage looking couple that yeah. kept eyeballing us, but they never came over. They were doing exactly what we, we, what what we, we were doing were as newbies because yes. we caught that they were new too. So yeah. if we would have been serious about talking to people, we'd have gone over and yeah. introduced ourselves. But we were trying not yeah, we were, to be we our were, normal <laughs> selves. We were actually trying to do this as a newbies. Yep. So let me cover another thing. Let's talk about the uh, tennis game that was going on from end to end of this building. Yep. So it's basically an oblong building and kind of narrow. Now, one of the hosts that we, we figured out, he was a host and a customer, were throwing a tennis ball the length of the building back and forth. Yep. And they were knocking over cups and bouncing it off people's tables and kicking it through the floor. And I've never been to an upscale club where there's a tennis match going on in the middle of it amongst everybody. It was definitely different. I, I gotta say, if they'd knocked over our drink or somebody else's and knocked a drink on me, there would probably been a little bit of a scene. That, yeah. that doesn't seem like a good business decision. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck it was all about, but we were just like, are they literally throwing a tennis ball back and forth through this well, building? Well, and like once or twice, it would have been like, okay, yeah. but it 
it went on a little bit. We were like, what's going on? So that's kind of when we got up and moved because we didn't want to get hit with the ball. Yep. Now, eventually we got outed. Yeah. We changed tables and somebody said, Our friend recognized I know, us. Damn it, what are y'all doing hiding back? And we kind of spilled the guts that we were, you know, going to, she knew we did a podcast. So we said, yeah, we're just trying to do a little undercover reconnaissance here and see what happens. Well, and I had like, my hair was down and I had it fixed different than I normally do. You know, and so I would like when people we knew would come in, we, I would like try to play with my hair where they couldn't see me or, you know, like I didn't make eye contact with them. Y'all friend said, what are y'all, what the fuck are y'all doing hiding back here in the corner? I said, well, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of how we're playing it tonight. Just, you know, seeing as an outsider, what, what happens here? Well, you made the comment. They introduced us to a couple people that walked by us a dozen times without yep. speaking. And then <sighs> once they realized that we knew other people there, then people would come up and start talking to us. And then when people started figuring out who we were, then people were coming up to us. Yeah. But it, it was a slow start. Yeah. You know, if, if we were total newbies and didn't know anybody, I can't say it had been a good experience. Yeah, I agree. Because we were, before we got out, it, we were kind of like, all right, I think we're done here. Yeah. Like this and, is... Until we got noticed, we're like, yeah, we're just this, yeah. We're not getting anything out of it. So don't believe what you read online. Try them all. If you got the means and the time, bounce around to clubs and find out what fits your narrative and what you're wanting to get out of things because they all have a different flavor. Well, and with, with that said, I just want to take a second because we were doing what we know newbies do. Because we've, we've been there. And we've been to enough clubs and hosted that we know what newbies do, you know. But we were also doing the same thing that that other couple that we had talked about, the bondage-looking couple. We were doing exactly what they were doing. And they were good-looking. I'd say yes. any other club, somebody you know, with uh, some fishing skills would have jumped on them. Yes. We would have if we Yeah. We, we kind of said, I, I we said that. I said, do we want to talk to them? You're like, no, we need to play it low-key yes. and not make the rounds. But if you go to these clubs... Make sure you make a point to talk to people. You have to. You have to. You, you can't just be the one that sits well, there. Well, the bad part, though, is most of the clubs we went to, you know, when people walk by and we say, hey, how you doing? They, they'll stop and talk. Mm-hmm. And we did not get that there, which, you know, we were both like, this is mind-blowing. People are just saying, hey, and walking on. Yeah. Quick review of the club. What's your thoughts on it? The facility itself, I would give high marks to. It was music. actually nice. And the yes, music. the music, the lighting, and the attendant that was in the bedroom. She was super helpful, yeah. super nice. She did say that later in the night, it does pick up, which we kind of already knew that because we know the crowd, the yeah. locals. But that was nice that she said that. But we had been there two hours already. <laughs> if we would have known that up front, we could have. That's another quick difference between our history in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, I mean, it was no big deal for us to go to the clubs that I worked at at 1030 or 11 o'clock and start our evening then. Yes. Down here in Dallas, for whatever reason, the regulars, they're at the door at 8, 8, 8 p.m. When it opens. Waiting for it to open. And we're like, who the fuck does this? Yeah. So we, we knew what to expect there. We just uh, It's been a while that we've well, been in that. Well, like I said, we were trying to be newbies. We yeah. were trying not to, you know. And also, also we've learned from meet and greets and just kind of our personal deal is we get there early enough to see what trickles in and how it works. Because it's yeah. a lot easier to get ahead of the curve and meet people if you're there earlier. Yeah. So, but going back, we, we wanted to do an honest review of this club since they've really upgraded. They've had new new ownerships changed here and there. And so I would say give it a try for sure. And I would say I'm impressed by the actual facility, the I'll, music and stuff like like we just said. I would say if we were to go back, we would probably go for a takeover or we would make sure our friends are there. 
Yeah. I don't know if I'd go there just to be a be a newbie that's active again. Just, yeah. I, I would have to have a Or group. go with someone. Yeah. Go with someone else. Okay. Let's move on to another club that we've been to recently with some dates. We took our one couple there, and we've kind of been disenchanted with it lately. It's still one of the nicest ones that we go to, and it's still kind of what we consider one of our home clubs. But we've kind of been at the point where this is what's driving this episode is we're kind of tired of it, and it's uh, Colette Dallas. We've been disappointed with it. And since the COVID, the opening back up and stuff, it's definitely changed. The regulars that have memberships, I haven't seen them as much. And we've talked to some of them elsewhere too. So they're kind of feeling the way we are too, thinking it's changed. For me, I've been very upset with the music. It's too loud. I can't talk to the person sitting right next to me without yelling at them. You know, we're in the couch area. We should be able to hold a conversation, make connections to have play time later. Is that what we're there for? That sounds odd. Yes, right. Well, let me let me back up a hair and give you some food for thought. That was one thing we said, why do, you know, early, why do we go to clubs? We go there to have fun, meet people, dance, occasionally play. We're, but, we're not big on playing at the club. But that there is that option if, if we hit it off with somebody. But yes. you know, going by what you're saying, we are not hitting on any of those things that we actually enjoy when we go to Colette lately. You drop money to get in. Let's be honest. It's, it's it costs a, it's a hundred dollars plus yep. your valet plus the alcohol you bought. If you get a hotel next door, that's another hundred and something. So on a, on a cheap up. night, you're 150 in. Yeah. You've dressed up. Like I say, I shaved for this. That is how I felt wow. like the last few times we've gone because... Like I said, the music is horrible. It's just the DJ is not even looking at the dance floor. He's playing stuff that doesn't even have a beat. I don't even care if I know what the song is. If there's a beat, I can dance to it. And that's what I want to do. I want to be able to feel sexy. I want to get my juices going and the groove going. And I have not been able to do that. The last time we were there... With our date? We weren't even able to dance till 11 o'clock. Like, we had been there hours. And even then, the music that he was playing, it would be a sample of something. And it would be a quick 30-second ice cube something that you could dance to and kicks over to something that may or may not make sense. Which, I am not big on the... EDM or the... Techno, House, yeah. trance, any of that, yeah. I don't like that. But with that said, if it has a beat, I'll still dance. You can to move. It. You can move. Yes, but, but if I, I'm not saying you have to play '90s. You have to play this or country or that. I'm saying just give me a little bit of a beat so I can dance, and I can. I don't care if you're playing um, classical and it has a beat. I will get out there and dance to it. But if it's just a... If it's just a... For an hour and a half, you're like, I'm tired of this. Yeah. I'm not going to get up and do the little stompy rave dance the whole time. That's There's nothing sexy about that. Nothing sexy about it. You're not feeling sexy through that. And then, like I said, then you're screaming at the person sitting next to you. So you're not making a good connection. Because at that point, my throat's getting sore and I'm just tired of talking. 
Well, that was us with our dates is I literally had to lean up against her ear to talk and hear the whole time. You know, they, they got out there and danced a, a little bit. And I think you did too, but it was real quick because it was just like, oh, that was fast. So then that forces us to go into the playrooms where you're able to still hear the music loudly, but you're able to talk. So then the people playing are upset because you're talking. One of the reviews we heard lately was uh, people are talking about Disney in the playrooms. Yeah. But it's because that's, that's where you can you talk. Can and so the, it shouldn't be that way. It's it's so frustrating. Which it's hard for us to sit here and critique them. You know, John and Jackie made a shit ton of money from their clubs and have owned a bunch of them. But we've noticed a shift in the crowds that we knew as regulars were no longer there. Yeah. And we have been to another club here in Dallas and actually started seeing some of them there. So for whatever reason, whether it's the crowd or the aura of the club, people are going different places. To me, one thing I've noticed is that Colette's is having not as many lifestyle style people coming in and it's more open-minded younger generation which isn't totally bad though no but but, i mean you need the the shift you need more people coming in and interest but when you just have the open-minded people that are not there to play that they're just there because it's a sex club and they can get naked and dance then that takes the lifestyle sexiness vibe away from what that club is that's how I feel. With our dates, I know at one point, you know, they were ready to put, you know, we've been trying to hook this up for a couple of years. It's that couple we're talking about. You and him were kind of negotiating it. And you and I went in this saying, we're going to play tonight. When I kind of chatted with him, they said, that's what we're here for this time. We've, we've piddle fucked around enough. Let's actually get to business. And you were kind of negotiating with him. And he said, we can play here or we can go to the hotel. So you kind of caught me and said, let's go find a room. And there were open rooms. And again, the noise was so bad and we've had experiences with people trying to get into beds that, that they weren't approved to get in with us. So, you know, I told you, I was like, there's open beds, but let's go out there and tell them there are none and let's go back to the hotel. It'd be so much better experience with them if we don't have to deal with the nonsense. So, you know, like I said, you go to the club to dance, talk, meet people, possibly play. We're at the point where there's none of that at the club that is working for us. So for us to spend 150, you know, it's, it's not so much the money deal. It's just, we, we feel like we've wasted our time and our money when we do go there. Again, someone, another date wanted to go there. So we took them there, but it got to the point where I had a headache. And so I was just like, I don't want to go play now because I have a headache and it's just pissing me off that I can't even get this headache gone until we leave here. And so it just was, it kills the vibe. Now, when they have the eye candy parties there, they pack it in. We've also said... The eye candy is basically a rave kind of group. Yeah. You know, they, they like to party. They shut the fucking place down and then they, they go play. they bring their own DJ and the yes. DJ yes. plays a beat. He's working on his set for two weeks of, you know, he's going to play some journey mixes and this and that. And people are singing and dancing and it's high energy. We actually saw that at the Houston one. You know, DJ Mike Drop did his bit. It was going, you know, just banging. And then they went back to the house DJ, which wasn't bad, but... Quit playing the same shit he did, and things started to disperse. The energy went down. The quality of the music went down. It's, it's hard for us to sit here and tell them how to fix it, but as a couple that goes for the, you know, here's the reasons we go, and you're not meeting any of our expectations in any of it other than being a sexy club with good-looking people, then you know, we're, we're done. Well, and that's the thing is that it's it's shifting. There's something going on, and so if, you know, they start losing money and they're starting to wonder, well... Here's here's the reason we're not going is because we're not enjoying the atmosphere and the environment anymore. So as we mentioned earlier, we had a 
female friend come down from Oklahoma City that was wanting to see the sights. And her being lifestyle, her first suggestion was, hey, why don't you take me to Colette? I know y'all are regulars there. Well, with the problems we've had there, we're kind of back to what we're talking about. We didn't necessarily want to spend 150 bucks. She and, and not be able to talk to her. And not be able to talk to her. And, and not dance. Not dance. And we're, we weren't going to play. Yeah. So there's just, you know, we were like, what, what would be the point? So we've started getting a little different with our thoughts on things. And we suggested to her to let's go down to the Oaklawn, the gay neighborhood and go to the gay bar and drag queen show. And honestly, it was one of the best, for, you know, even as a hetero guy and a hetero girl, that was one of the funnest nights we've had in forever. Oh yeah. I mean, to the point where we're like, well, maybe we need to start bringing all our dates down there. It's really, you know, the, some of the people we're meeting that are open-minded, you know, it's not going to be for everybody. There'll be some guys that'll be like, fuck that. I'm not going down there with gay guys. It doesn't bother us. Yeah. You and I had made the comment that, man, if you could do a lifestyle takeover in this club, it would be one of the baddest ass uh, events there ever was. Yep. We're going to talk about S4 down there. The one that we hit that night. Well, let's talk about the layout of it. You know, that's one thing we always pitch is... A lot of these places, in our opinion, are not laid out the best for lifestyle business. We watched that uh, bar rescue with John Taffer, and he's always talking about the layout of the bar, and you got to so have these. So of course little... we think we're pros. No, yeah, I'm so kidding. yeah, we we watched enough <laughs> bar rescue, but no, it, it does carry over to you know you know I've both it's been in the bars. Sense, yeah. yeah, some of this stuff carries over to you know what the lifestyle people are doing. The layout downstairs when you walk in, they they've got two bars kind of cat a corner. Then they've got the dance floor in the middle. You have these tables with no chairs that you can kind of walk around. There's, so a, there's a railing all the way around the dance floor to yes. indicate where it's at. Plus, you stand there with your drink if you choose. Yeah, and so it's open. There's not chairs. There's not... We think chairs and seating are the downfall of the lifestyle community. We do. We do. Because you can't mingle. People just sit. Then you go upstairs. They had a little lounge area. They had a pool table area. Another bar they had the drag uh, show area. Outside, they had a courtyard that was... Yeah, you could smoke out yep. there. It was peaceful. You could go and just... It was a very laid-back feeling in certain areas. Certain areas. <laughs> they had where you could have quieter time. Now, throw in a playroom, that would be the ideal club. But the dance floor, for me, was amazing. The speakers tilted down to the dance floor. They were playing that music I don't like. The It was dance music. It wasn't necessarily as much as the EDM and house. No, it and was. Trance. It yeah. was. Yeah. I'll, but I'll argue with that with you. It had a beat. I literally just jumped up and down to the beat. It had a beat you could grind and move to. Yes. I literally just jumped up, up and down to a beat at, at one not, song. At not 600 beats per minute. Yes. You know, you even got out there and danced, and you don't dance. No, I, it was enough of a move, you know, enough of a rhythm that I could grind up against you and her. Yeah. There wasn't, for those of you that have never been to a, a gay bar, it's just high energy. It's a lot of fun. People are so happy. I don't want to say there's not a lot of making out going on because there is, but there's not. Like in a lifestyle club, you'll see people like almost like entwined and making out even in a vanilla bar, like, you know, but at a gay one, they're just like bouncing up and down and they'll kiss and then they'll bounce up and down and move on. It's just, it's it's a different makeout. Like I didn't even notice them. Now you, you brought that up to me. You said as a straight guy, did it catch you off guard? And it still does. Again, I'm not phobic. I guess I'm at the point in my life where that shit doesn't bother me. We've been saying for a number of years, we don't care what you do with your peepees. Just yeah. don't, don't be mean to people. Yeah. And you know, you said, was it weird to have guys making out? And I said, I guess I was, I was with two hot girls. 
So you didn't it, notice it. I, I didn't really give a fuck. But with that said, at a vanilla bar or at some of these lifestyle bars, when people make out, it's like they're trying to put on a show and trying to like almost have sex on the floor where you're kind of like, really? Get off the floor. I mean, and we saw it. Yeah, but, but that's, that's that factor that we brought up that we got some people that, that we absolutely will never be able to take them there. Yeah. The couple we met at the pool party, they said, we love going down there and partying. Now, the other thing about a gay bar is we're not going to have somebody try to sideswap our dates. Yeah. If we're going there, we will have the opportunity to make out with them, talk with them, whatever, without the threat they're going to run off with somebody else or we're going to have interference or whatever. Now, the downside is is drinks are expensive. That I would say that's probably... We, we had some big tabs that weekend, as well as our little uh, pub crawl that you and I did. We had some expensive ones. Yes, it's, it's expensive, but they're strong. They're definitely strong. Well, even with the music as loud as it was, we got off the dance floor and we could talk. I mean, we, yes. you know, you and I and her sat around and were... You're going to pay the tab, and I was trying to figure out where we had the car parked. And I think there's so much that, based on what we saw there, that the lifestyle clubs could learn. Yeah. And that's something else you've mentioned before. You know, there's competition between the clubs, but some of these need to do a little adventuring out. And yeah, they need to go look at what the other clubs are doing. Yeah, there's probably shit they can learn. And you know, going back to the music at Colette, our friends Tom and Bunny, when they managed a resort, he would say that he would make the DJ go out about every two hours stand in the middle of the floor of the crowd and see if he could talk to somebody. And if he couldn't, he need to turn the music down. Some of these DJs get in their head, you know, hey, I want to hear it loud. And when I'm in the car, I listen to it loud, but I'm not talking to anybody. When yeah. I have you in there, the music's down so I can hear what you're saying. It's the same way if we're trying to hook up with a couple. I don't want to be going, what, what, what? That's that's not sexy. Yeah. And that's not effective for what we do as a lifestyle. So why are the clubs not catering to what the people are trying to do? Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that we could probably ramble on all night about the, the clubs, our likes and dislikes. <laughs> yeah, I think we made some good points that might get people thinking. Boy, it would be nice if some club owners would catch on to this and cater to the crowds. That'd be, yeah. a, that'd be a neat concept. Well, let's talk about what we, what, if we could talk to the club owners, what would we suggest, I guess? I think, for me, get rid of the chairs around tables. The couches are, you know, don't do a lot of couches, do some, do a few chairs. I would say two chairs at every table. That's it. Because you do have people like my back hurts sometimes and I want to sit. So just two chairs. Don't do six. Don't do four. Two chairs. That way the two girls can sit or whatever, you know. But then you have room to walk around the tables and the flow will be a little bit better. It's not a bingo hall. There's no point of 10 chairs at every table because nobody's going to be sitting in them. And if there are people sitting in them, there's people walking around that are bumping their drinks and junk against the back of their heads the whole time. So even the club we were at this weekend, it has a bunch of chairs, but nobody was sitting in them except for the tall tables where there were fewer bar stools. Yep. It's funny, Art, one of our biggest complaints on things that we dislike are the ones that you go in and it's got cafeteria stop seating. Typically somebody's holed up in there and they don't move. You know, that's not approachable. That's not getting mingling. You can't walk up to a round table that has chairs all the way around it and everyone's backs to you. That's not approachable. So change that up. Save that for the bingo hall. My next thing would be figure out who you're catering to. What kind of crowd are you wanting? I'm not saying as a lifestyle club, you need to have it where there's no music, but like Dallas Colette's, there is a couch area back by the playrooms. You should be able to have quieter time in there. You shouldn't be still yelling when you're back there. Now, kind of piggybacking off that topic, some extra security as well as workers. You know, when you're in that playroom area, and one thing 
a couple years ago they used to be good at at Naughty New Orleans is the playroom workers would tell people to shut up. Yeah. People in there yapping, you know, like, zip it, this is a sexy time. You're not yapping about whatever you're eating, Disney, your kids, whatever. Some of that would be nice at some of the clubs we've seen. You know, we talked in our last episode of problems with, I'm just going to say, single males going in places they shouldn't. We're at a club this weekend, and there were signs posted, no single males. And we don't know if they were interrupting anything, but they were walking back through there and would disappear and come back. A security worker there just saying, hey, you're not, yeah, you're not with somebody. You can't go back there. That solves a lot of problems as well as makes the situation better for everybody involved. Well, and also talking about the security guards, I would say have one outside. That, par- I mean, that parking lot would have been a great place instead of getting accosted by drug dealers and hookers the other night. Yeah, and then the security guard could be like directing you to where you need to go. And, you know, you have some of these females that are dressed. Scantily. Yes. And you need to make sure they're safe or that, you know, because some of them do go out by themselves. They do come by themselves. So you need to make sure they're able to get into the club and leave. The last one I want to touch on is music. We've known enough DJs through the various clubs we've been affiliated with, where that you're never going to make everybody happy. No. If you start playing Roots Country, I mean, I may enjoy it, but we're not going to dance to it. You can never tailor it to your crowd, but you can hit a big enough swath of them that you can get enough people on the dance floor. Again, that would be the thing to look at. You know, how many people are on the dance floor? Well, and that's the thing is that if you watch what people are doing and dancing, let's say everyone gets up and country dances. Then you keep playing the country songs. If everyone gets off. Read the crowd. Yeah. When you play a country song, then limit those. Because you do need some slow songs in there so people can slow dance. But do your line dances, but don't do 10 line dances. Mix it up, but just have a freaking beat. I can't stand that. Like, I don't care what you play. Just give me a beat to dance to that I can sexy slow dance. No, I don't slow dance. I dance like a crazy person. Ah, No. (laughs) So you you should like electronica stuff then. No, I I don't. Well, we brought up the example of a lot of the Texas clubs play a lot of Latino music. Yep. Which that's a group that goes there. But if they're playing Latino music 80% of the time and the crowd's only 10% Latino, that's backwards. You're not catering to the 90% of the crowd that's Caucasian or black. So you've got the wrong mix of music. Well, I mean, even the other, if you have people that are wanting the country music, and then your majority, you know, know who your crowd is. Like, just watch them. The DJ needs to not have a set playlist. He needs to have songs and mixes that he can watch the crowd. And the volume is a big issue. Make it where we can hear each other. And I'm not saying have it down low by any means. I mean, number one, I'm deaf. If I'm saying it's too loud, it's too loud. Okay. So any other crazy ideas in your head today? No. Besides, let's all go flamingo. Later, peeps. Thank you for listening to the Swinging Flamingo podcast. You can find us on our website at www.swingingflamingos.com. You can also check out our community page on altplayground.net. And we are on all major podcast platforms, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you'd like Miss Flamingo's personal number, you can reach her at 944 Nope, 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 nope. Nope, nope. I got a new one, but don't give it out. All right. Maybe next time. Maybe next time.